All right, I need the Lord's help, so let's ask for it. Heavenly Father, I ask you to just hide me, Lord, behind your word. I ask you to give me the courage, Lord, to get through it. Lord, I ask that you give a message today for everybody, Lord. I know today is your word, Lord, and it's your power, Lord, and your Holy Spirit that's going to speak today, Lord. We ask that if people already know about you, that today would be a day that they strengthen their relationship with you, Lord. And if there's anybody here who's not sure of their relationship today, Lord, that today be the day. In your name we pray. Amen. First note says, slow down. I just mentioned Lorraine, or our sister Lorraine. She used to always tell me when I'd share, slow down. So that's for you, Lorraine. When I first moved to our now house that the Lord blessed me with, uh, I thought I had a little greenhouse. Instead, I guess it's a potting shed, but don't tell me that. It's a greenhouse, a real small one. So I started uh, with a few seeds of, uh, of mangoes and avocados. I had at one point, like, four mangoes and a couple avocados going. And I took good care of them. My wife would laugh at me because sometimes I'd be out there and I would breathe on it because, you know, it does like carbon dioxide and does produce oxygen. She'd call me a little crazy, but that's okay. I had, I had six plants going from seed, which is very difficult because a lot of these plants at the stores are now made so that you can't produce because they want to sell you the seeds. So um, they were doing great. I'd get them out in the sun. When it's cold, I'd put them in the greenhouse and put them back in the sun. It only takes a couple times of forgetting them outside, though, that the deer eat them. So I eventually lost a few, and even this one here was actually kind of mangled at one point, but I saved it, and it's my last plant from that batch. More about that plant later. So I used to hear this pastor on the radio, I forget his name, it might have been Zachy, it might have been Alistair Begg, I'm not sure, but he used to say that he wants to make the believers think and the thinkers believe. And I'm hoping that I can accomplish that today with the Lord's help. But the question is, do you want to believe? Do you really want to believe? The video today, she believed. And sometimes all it takes is a little shoebox or a little word or a little act. Something that makes you believe. We all had that moment if you believe in Christ. So I want to start today with... First John 4, 7. And it reads, let me stop filming here and find my glasses. Okay. Beloved, let us love one another, <clears throat> for love is God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love God I'm sorry, anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. You know, we used to sing that song, and even after I was saved, I didn't quite get that. I'm like, really? God is love, and love is God? You know, to believe, you can't believe without the Holy Spirit. So when we have that aha moment, it's not us. It's not even the speaker. It's the Word in the Holy Spirit. As we know by reading 1 Corinthians 1.18, we're told, For the message of the cross is foolishness 
to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It was foolish to me for many years. It isn't until after I came to Christ that I was able to understand some of it. But you know, the very first time I came to Christ, I was still a non-believer. But the Holy Spirit somehow softened my heart and came in and helped me. Because before that, I couldn't see it. There's a 3D picture that you probably remember from, I don't know, the 80s or 90s. But everybody used to have these 3D pictures. And some people could see them and some don't. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, Ed will bring it up here on the, on the screen here in a second. But, you know, I'd stare at this stuff, and I could never see past it. And some of my friends would be like, oh, no, 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 look, it's a lion or it's this. I thought they were pulling my leg. I couldn't see it. I hated that thing. <laughs> I did. People paid good money for that. I didn't want to see it. I mean, people bring it to me, but I don't want to see it. But, you know, isn't that the way we always cry sometimes? Don't we know people that we show them Christ and that's all they see? They, you can't see it beyond. They, they, they despise it sometimes. They don't want you to talk about it because they can't see it. See, it's frustrating when you don't see it. I couldn't see it. It's frustrating. Some of you might have. It's just a painting, but do you see God? Do we believe in God? Do we believe in every single word in the Bible? You know, even as a believer, sometimes I'm like, well, you know, is that literal? Or is that symbolic? Is it a metaphor? Is it every word is true? You know, it's funny. In the world, we believe a lot of things. I mean, can you imagine 100 years ago, somebody would tell you that a Thousands of pounds of metal would be flying through the sky called an airplane. People would think you're crazy. Or that we would have in vitro fertilization. People would think you're crazy. But they won't believe that God can walk on water. They won't believe that God can have an immaculate conception. But you tell a man can, they believe it. You know, how many of us know what well, we know? Because as soon as you say, hey, Siri, he listens to you, right? Sometimes without... It's, it's listening to me right now because it's waiting for the word, right? We've got, will it be Alexis or Google, whatever? It's, it's listening to us. We have no problem understanding that. People believe it all the time. But they don't believe God is hearing us. Is that crazy? God hears everything and sees everything we do. People believe Google and TikTok are listening to us. We believe in surveillance. We believe that, you know, governments are listening. I'm sure they are. But they don't believe the word that God listens in. It's crazy, right? Again, it's like the 3D picture. So do you believe? Do you really, really believe? And do you want to believe? Okay, Toad is a lot of verses, but it's not going to take that long. So I didn't want to start with Genesis 1, but I will. So in 1 Genesis... In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of the God was hovering over the waters. And here's a really hard part to understand. And God said, let there be light. And God said, let there be an expanse. And God said, God said, God said, you mean to tell me with his voice he created the universe? 
Is that crazy? But it's true. And I'm hoping today I can shed a little bit of light in that. And I'm hoping today the believers really believe and the thinkers have one of those moments. Genesis 26, 27. Then God said, let us make man. In whose image? Our image. In our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth and over all the creatures that move along. See, we're in his image to rule over everything else in our lives. Your job, your income, your time, your health, your animals. See, there's some religions that actually think that we're equal to other living things. Sounds nice, but it's not true. Christ didn't die on the cross for a cow. Otherwise, we'd be worshiping Hinduism, who think they were all creatures of God. No, God created only us in his image. Nothing else. And he goes on to say, he created him, male and female. He created them. He created both. So, if we're made in the image of God, our voices may not be able to create earth, but our voices are in the image of God. And that's why sometimes with just the right word, you can really impact somebody with the right action. So it takes me to Ephesians 4.29, which really was the main body of my text, but the Lord moved things around and he had a different message. But in Ephesians 4.29, it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. You guys probably heard the testimony, so it really touched my heart on Wednesday. These young folks, they had the courage of getting up here and talking to you all about how they came to Christ. Every one of them touched my heart. And some of those you may recall, some of these teenagers, who I don't care who you were as a teenager, none of us went through a teenage times during a COVID, right? So they were in the unique position to not only have to go through all the crazy stuff that teenagers go through, but to go through COVID too. The COVID shut down the pandemic where we're all forced to seclude. We're all forced to isolate. We're all forced to not have fellowship with each other. Churches were closed down while liquor stores were staying open. It's insane. It affected our kids. But one of the things that the kids said, they're not kids, they're young adults, actually. But one of the things that these young ladies and adults said was the devil was lying to them. Right? Isn't that what the devil does when he's, you know, instead of united, he separates us, and he attacks one by one. And one of the young ladies mentioned secular music. She said that it was just Changing her mind was poisoning her. And, and you heard many of those same kind of testimonies. I mean, look, for these people that think that these violent video games don't affect their children, what are they thinking? 
They're the same people that spend millions on a Super Bowl commercial for 30 seconds just to change your mind. Remember that song that our kids used to hear? Little kid, children, watch, you know, watch your feet go. Be careful what your ears hear. Be careful what your little eyes see. It's true. So, going back to Ephesians 4.29. If we are made in the image of God, then our voices are like him. Of course, nothing like him in the sense that his ways are much higher than our ways. But our voices can be negative, they can be positive, they can build up, or they can destroy. Let me share with you just a, a short video, and I want to just say before you see this video that many times there's secular scientific things that just prove God. Because look, when I was a kid, you know, we were all brought up, you know, Darwinism or Christianity, you know, science or God. Guess what? God uses science. Who says science not God? The, the more you learn about science, the more it teaches you about God. The secular experiment you're going to see here in the video is going to, I think it's going to really make you think, and some of you is going to make you believe. Two minutes only. Go ahead. So, you know, I, I don't think the plants uh, could tell the difference between English or Spanish or whatever they were saying. Plants can't understand us, but does it not prove a point that those words were spewing out love? If you think about it, the only difference between the plant that was bullied and the plant that flourished were the words they were used. And I don't believe the plants can speak English or understand, but... It just goes to show you that when you're given love in any language, in any form, life flourishes. And Ephesians 4.29 just reminds us of that. Look, we've all seen life stories of criminals, and whether you look at crazy criminals like Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, or the worst of them all, Helter Skelter, Charles Manson, look at their childhoods. There's not a single one of them that was loved. Look at their childhoods. I wouldn't want to even, I couldn't even read it to you what their childhoods were like. I wouldn't want to share it with my kids. It was like a living hell for some of them. Because you know what? Hate breeds hate. Love breeds love. So you look at that plant. You know what? Your word, because guess what? We are in the image of God, right? So if we're in the image of God, yeah, you know, we're not God, obviously, but we're in his image. His ways are so much higher than our ways, right? His ways are higher than our ways. Isaiah 55.8. Just go to it real quick. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declare the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God can create life with his voice. Do you not believe that now? Look, if, uh, if little voices can make a plant flourish instead of die, you're witnessing love flourish and hate 
destroy it before your very eyes. Now, look, I got to be honest with you. This messed me hard because before I came to Christ, I was spewing hate. You know, my brother Milton and I were talking about this. He can't believe it. People that know me in church have no idea what I was like before the love of Christ. You look at the words. I can't tell you. Every other word was a bad word. I mean, you would not recognize me. Milton and I were talking about that. And there's other parts of us before Christ that, you know, we don't want to talk in public. We're ashamed of. Or, but guess what? It made us we are today. So the Lord said, Dave, because you're past, your words now can build up instead of destroy. Is that amazing? You know, I think of people in my life. You know, the Lord is amazing. He can use even a secular people to build you up. In my life, I can think of many times, and you can too. How many times do you remember when you were a kid being bullied? Maybe you were the bully. Maybe a teacher bullied you, believe it or not. Or, you know, maybe you had family that was negative to you. I don't know. You know, Christmas is tough for a lot of people. We think it's all fun and games, but it's not. A lot of people are going through a hard time right now. A lot of people are. But your voice has that opportunity to give love, even through the holidays. You know, it's so easy in the holidays to get in a verbal argument with somebody who's not a believer, and you think you're doing the right thing. But you know what? I never met anybody who said, I just got back from this protest, and I was pro-life, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm pro-choice or vice versa. Nobody changes their mind with hate. Nobody comes out of a rally or a protest and says, you know what, your protest was so good, they just made law. They agree with you. Nobody does that. Hate is a remedy for nothing. Love covers all sins. So I, I can tell you, in my life, I had a lot of negativity. After Christ, he helped me get rid of all of it. You know, people are negative. He helped me get rid of them. Negative environments, he helped me get rid of them. And he kept bringing more and more positive. Because God's love can do that. You know, I think back at, you know, just a couple little words somebody can say to you. Years ago, I was one of my friends, Manny. He was going to come today. Hopefully, he'll come next time. But Manny, one day I was talking to him, and I'm like, what am I going to do? Mortgage business is crashing. Got a family to feed. I don't know what I'm going to do. He said, what do you really want to do? I don't know. I thought it was cool to be a lawyer. My dad was a lawyer. He says, never too late. His words encouraged me. They built me up. They convinced me that I could, and because the Lord used him to build me up and edify me, my life changed. Now, that wasn't the biggest change, though. That wasn't the biggest encouragement. The biggest one, when, when one of our sisters right here, you all know, I've said it before, Sister Shauna, she, she took the time and the courage to talk to my wife. And that simple word, the simple sharing, brought my wife to Christ. And I've shared with you before, I wasn't cool with it at first, but the Lord found me, the Lord hounded me. And if it wasn't for that little encouragement word that Shauna took, how many lives has he changed for my wife, myself, my kids? A simple word. So when, if you don't think that your word, your words can build up somebody, can change lives, you're wrong. If the Lord is inside you, 
or in his image, so are his words. So, you know, even secular people sometimes give credit where it's due. I give all the credit to Christ. All the credit to Christ. Before I came to Christ, I was a big old self-improver. Who's the biggest self-improvement person out there? We all know him. The biggest self-improvement person, Tony Robbins, right? But did you know that even Tony Robbins, he was quoted once to say, our entire life changes in a moment which is true. Do you want to be changed? Do you want to be transformed? Today you could. Today could be the beginning of the rest of your life. If your words are not the most encouraging, perhaps you want to change the way you talk, the way you think, today could be the day. One of my favorite verses. Romans 12.2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. That's who I was. I was a perfect pattern of the world. Chasing money, chasing uh, lustful things, chasing shiny objects, and every other word was worldly word. That was my pattern. And people that knew that pattern, they're like, they can't possibly break that. I can't. I couldn't. God did. In the, it says, do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and improve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. It's another Tony Robbins, which I don't know if he's a Christian or not, but he, you know, he's got some good quotes that, that I think he acknowledges God. Here's a good one. He says, God's wealth circulates in my life. It flows to me in avalanches of abundance. All my needs, desires, and goals are met instantaneously, for I am one with God, and he is everything. God is everything. Even Tony Robbins knows that. The most important self-improved... No. He knows where his power comes from. And he's saying the only reason he's got that kind of power is because he's gotten close to God. Don't we want to be one with God? Don't we want our words to come out being edifying and building only? I've destroyed in so many people before Christ that now I've got to make it up. And he gives us time to do that. Look, if you know God, you're being used, whether you know it or not. If you come to Christ, this is just a reminder to use your words yeah, actions too. Look at that shoebox. It changed lives. Your words, an invitation. And you'd be surprised. God is using you for a time as this. You know, I think that video is a little bit of a miracle. Some people are seeing the 3D video. I see, I see God in that. You know, the closer we get to the end, the more miracles you're going to see. In the radio, uh, KFAX of the day, one of the pastors was saying that he couldn't believe it. He had to look it up. I Googled it too. But in, if you Google it, they say that they might have found the home where Christ, Joseph, and Mary were at. They found buried under an old church, another old church, and then below it, the house. I don't know if it's true or not. Google it when you leave here. I found it pretty fascinating, but guess what? The closer we come to the end, the more miracles we're going to see. Whether it be little miracles like that or big miracles.
you know, you might look good on the outside, but it's the inside that counts. Before Christ, I could make myself look like the nice plant, but inside I was dying like the plant. Don't forget, without Christ, the Bible says we're perishing. So if you don't have Christ, you are perishing. And the devil closes your eyes, so all you see is the 3D. You don't see it past it. You only see his words. You see a speaker. You see maybe you know, some entertainment, a song, something. Eh, it's just a 3D. You go home. But if you really want to believe, you can believe. You can believe. You can feel it. Today, I know that I'm not that destroyed flower anymore, that plant. Today, I know that inside, I'm the flourishing plant. Because of Christ, I know it's already afternoon. We're going to be at my time, so let me just let me just finish these, these next two verses. You know, it's Christmas, and you can't talk about love without looking at John five thirteen. Greater love. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. And isn't that what he did for us? Do you know Christ? If you do, I'm so happy for you, because I know that you are flourishing, even maybe not right away. You know what? It's t- I, I've been in Christ 16, 17 years. Maybe not right away. I've had setbacks. I've had doubts. But my life's never been better. We all need Jesus. And there's only love in the heart of God. I'll finish with this. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Do you want that eternal life? If you know Christ, you have it. And that's cool. That's a good prize. You have salvation. But if you really believe and you know he's using you, that's not good enough. Now you've got to use yourself, your voice, your actions, your life, everything to build up others because God has built us up so much. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, let today be the day, Lord, that you open our eyes a little more, you open our hearts a little more, Lord. Let today be the day you encourage us to be the edifying, the building word, Lord, to reach out to others, to help others, Lord. And if we don't know you yet today, Lord, may today be the day that an instant our life changes, that we go from being a dying soul, Lord, perishing, to one of your hands, Lord, with your voice and your love, flourishing, Lord, for you. In your name we pray.